Welcome to Sure and Steadfast, a podcast for women with practical and biblical encouragement for the everyday challenges we face as born-again believers. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I will be sharing my daily faith journey with you, the valleys, the victories, and everything in between. Welcome to Episode 4 of Sure and Steadfast. Today we will look at practicing humility before the throne of God and dealing with hidden sin. Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Now I know there are some really weird people out there that enjoy going to the dentist. First of all, I do not understand. In my opinion, you are all some kind of special. But if you are such a person, please assume my position on the topic for a few minutes. My position being completely terrified and telling myself that I will not make it off of that chair every day leading up to the appointment. Now let's back up several years ago. It was a few weeks till my dental appointment and I was not exactly excited. There had been talk of the dreaded root canal, and in my brain, that was a recipe for a potentially catastrophic event. It is amazing what I can convince myself of when there is a dental appointment involved. A little journey on Google will allow you to find every bad outcome that you are searching for, and I did just that. There is just... Something about sitting in a chair, feeling completely out of control and helpless, at the mercy of this dentist with cold, sterile, metal tools in his hands. I went about my mouth hygiene routine meticulously those next few weeks preparing for my appointment. Lack of flossing, as I understand it, is generally a worldwide problem. But I had gotten into the habit of being a diligent flosser for many years already, So as I was preparing for my dental checkup, I was doing my regular flossing a few times a day. I was never, ever going to have to listen to the lecture from the dentist with the cold, sterile metal tools in his hands telling me that I needed to floss more. At this point, I'm pretty sure you're asking yourself, why are we talking about flossing and why should I care? Well, the Lord is coming back. We do not know exactly when. But we do know that he is coming and that we need to be ready if we want to spend eternity with him. Now, I don't think that he will be checking our mouth hygiene, but we need to be ready if we want to spend eternity with him. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Matthew 25, 13. Oftentimes we find ourselves cleaning the surface of our lives, brushing the places that we think that people can see. Since we know without a doubt that our appointment at the judgment seat of God Almighty is coming, should we not be flossing spiritually, keeping every nook and cranny clean in our hearts before Christ? Sin is sin, and it needs to be dealt with. Just as dental floss removes bacteria from the heart to reach places, obedience to God's word, a humble spirit, and repentant hearts Help us keep the buildup of sin at bay. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, 
but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Hebrews 4.13 What is the key to confessing and recognizing hidden sin in your life? In my opinion, it is practicing a daily humility before the throne of God. Someone that I value as a mentor, whether she knows it or not, once told me that something that really helped her be completely open and honest with Christ was actually calling her sin what it is when confessing it. Don't be lazy in your confessions. Don't just call it sin in your prayers. Call it what it is. If you struggle with gossiping, call gossiping. If you struggle with lust, selfishness, etc., call it that. To generalize your sin when confessing it does both God and you a great disservice. I find that it helps us belittle our sin, which is a great disservice to our Lord. After heeding this advice in my own personal life, I can testify to the fact that it has changed both my spiritual life and my prayer life. It has helped my overall spiritual health a great deal. How do we achieve true humility? I wish I knew the answer to that question. Humility before Christ and others seems to be an ongoing lesson being learned in my life. We may be able to hide our sin from fellow man, but God knows all and sees all. One day, whether we are ready or not, we will stand before the God that created the universe, a holy God, a righteous God, a just God, and I want to be ready for my appointment with him. And it is my prayer that you feel the same. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us shall give an account of himself to God. Romans fourteen eleven and 12. We cannot and will not be able to achieve a daily humility before the throne of God without dealing with sin when it presents itself. Would it not be great that when sin was at bay, the Holy Spirit would sound an audible alarm for everyone to hear? I'm pretty sure we would all be suffering from severe hearing loss if that was the case. Thankfully, God does speak, but he speaks to our hearts personally through his Spirit. Everything that disturbs the peace of God in our heart is sin. Humility or brokenness is a response to the Lord's pressure and call upon our life. We have to make the choice to kneel before his throne daily. If we are open to his leading and the conviction that he may bring as we seek fellowship with him, he will show us the hard places, the places infiltrated with self. It is in these moments that we are faced with a choice. We can refuse to repent and leave it to fester like that annoying piece of food stuck in our teeth. Or we can bow the head and repent. Daily brokenness is simply the response of humility to conviction. But this can seem like a costly action. When we do this, we find ourselves having to yield to our selfish desires and rights. With it, there also comes difficult confession and often restitution to be made. This is where we as believers have the most incredible gift. The gift is this. 
we have the ultimate example of humility. The willingness of Jesus to be broken for us is our gift and a compelling motivation. Through his life and death here on earth, we see him willing to have no rights of his own. The people reviled him. He did not retaliate or defend himself. Instead, we see an account of Jesus, broken, meek, bearing the sins of those that reviled him, and the sins of you and me on the cross. What an indescribable gift. A quote that I have had in my Bible for many years says this, Let me not be so callous to his merit as to not love him, so indifferent to his blood as to not desire cleansing. When I think of the word callous, my mind naturally goes to calloused hands or feet. Calloused areas form because skin hardens and thickens. When I think of my heart towards Christ, how many calloused areas do I find? And if I am calloused, then how can I truly love him in all his righteousness? Does the message of the cross still make me fall to my knees? I know my personal answers to these questions, and I invite you to ask them to yourself as well. The quote also mentions being indifferent. Being indifferent is basically an attitude of not caring one way or the other. No importance or value one way or the other. When I apply that definition to my attitude towards the cleansing blood of Christ, where do I stand? Again, I know my personal answer to that question, and I invite you to ask it to yourself as well. I have said it before, but I will say it again. Dying to self is not a once-for-all in our life. Yes, there is an initial dying when God reveals himself to us and we respond in repentance. But every day the choice will be before us to rely on Christ or to try and do it on our own. I have heard people say that dying to self is a miserable thing, but I find personally it is the refusal to die to self is what makes me miserable. Last week I mentioned that when in the pursuit of holiness through Christ, we also receive the gift of his fullness. I believe the same can be said here. When in the pursuit of brokenness before Christ, we also receive the gift of his fullness. When we are right with God, the cross becomes a radiant and glowing picture. We no longer see Christ nailed to the cross, but we see him as the resurrection, an emblem of victory, he is walking with us. I once heard this illustration, and I am paraphrasing it as I cannot remember specifically where I read it or where I heard it. But Jesus is walking with us, and in his hands he is carrying a jug of the water of life. He comes up to us and he asks us to reveal and hold our hearts open before him. And just as if we were handing him a cup to fill, we present to him our empty hearts. He looks inside and where he sees where we have allowed his blood to cleanse us. He fills our hearts to overflowing with the water of life, and we can go on our way rejoicing and praising him always. When we fail to be daily broken before him, our hearts become unclean, dirty, and unable to be cleansed and filled with that water of life. Our hearts cease to overflow and we lose our peace with God. But... 
there is good news. If we are willing to repent and die to ourself, he is standing there waiting to fill our heart to overflowing again. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1.9 The key is to always take your sin to the cross. See it for what it is. Put it under the blood and trust the truth that if you do this, that it is gone. I believe it's Psalm 103.12 that says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So I want to encourage you to spiritually floss daily. Practice a daily brokenness before Christ. There is only one thing that can hinder you from living a victorious walk with God, and that is sin. And there is only one thing in the world that can cleanse us from the sin, and that is the blood of Jesus Christ. Make sure you're ready for your appointment with him. Join me next week as I dive into the topic of identity and placing our identity in Christ. 